0: teachers and parents will tell kids, well, use your words, don't just kick and scream and have tantrums, you know, (laughs) use your words. Well, they may not have the words. And so as adults, we want to guide them. I, I, I feel this book is timely because they are experiencing a range of emotions that they need to talk about. They need to talk about for their own mental health. And that's what this book does.
1: The book, How Are You Today?, a celebration of children's emotions, started 10 years ago, and it began with photos of Linda Mitchell's kids. I'm Sarah Fenske. This is St. Louis on the Air. Those photos were likely a lot better than the snapshots you have of your kids. Linda's husband, Odell Mitchell Jr., is a retired photojournalist for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. But it was still a pretty basic project. They laid out the whole thing in Adobe InDesign. Well, now the book has a brand new edition. This is one with professional design. And it couldn't be more relevant to the time we're in. So joining us today to talk about it is author Linda Mitchell. Linda, welcome to the show. Hi, Sarah. Hi, beautiful people in the audience. So Linda, what first got you interested in turning these photos into a children's book? Well, I was inspired after seeing the
0: reaction of people to some photo albums that my husband gave our children when they graduated from high school. Apparently, the photos were not something that people normally took in their home. It was just a wide variety of poses, Mm -hmm. uh, just capturing just everyday moments and um, capturing their journey from birth all the way to their college graduation day. So
1: they were pretty unique photos. So you had this amazing set of photos. and, And were people like, hey, you should turn this into a book? Or how did that idea get you to what became the first edition of this
0: Wow, that you know, that was a long time ago and somebody probably did say that, but I was inspired to do that mm-hmm. myself because I always wanted to be an author. Mm-hmm. And so, I've I've had several iterations before I actually got to
1: what I, what you see today. So yeah, I mean you you'd previously published a version of this. Um what yes. led you to revisit it now in, in twenty twenty in this this crazy year we're in?
0: Sarah, this has been a long, long dream. My office is filled with all kinds of positive sayings all over the wall. I have an email that I printed out from 2013 where this company that did the redesign uh, gave me a quote to redesign it, and that figure was so far-fetched you know, according to my budget, I said, well, that's a long dream. I'll just put that on my wall and look at it, (laughs) you know, write the vision (laughs) and put it on the wall. And so I just kept staring at it. But this year, or maybe it was last year, I was inspired to just get this dream off the ground Mm -hmm. because I saw a parade of authors through my friend Julius Anthony, St. Louis Black Authors was one person. And some other authors that I knew had seen my uh, one of the version of my book, and they just thought, well, it, this is a great book for child psychologists, for social workers. They really need to have this book. Hmm. And Sarah, even though I didn't have the resources, I didn't have the know- how. I just took this leap of faith about maybe three three months ago and got in touch with the design company often and, off and on I had communicated with them over the years this is the but same got, one that you
1: had the email yes, printed from out staring at 2013 yeah. yes
0: yes i would email tamara i said one day one day she says i'll be ready for you <laughs> <laughs> well that one day came this year and she was ready for me and and uh, you know i just i just said i have to get out the dugout get out of the dugout and just get out there and do this because i kept thinking you know what i'm in the last third of my life this has got to happen it's now or never i'm not getting any younger and i heard you say it is relevant i i do believe that this year 2020 you know these children yeah, Ooh.
1: this has been a tough time yeah. to be a kid. I mean, you know, so many of them, they're they're missing out on that chance to see other people face to face, to have a dedicated teacher, all these things we previously took for granted. They're gone this year.
0: Yes. So I, I, I feel this book is timely because they are experiencing a range of emotions that they need to talk about. They need to talk about for their own mental health. And that's what this book does. I'm excited about it because it's got the photographs, as you said, of my, that my husband took, plus some other, you know, some stock images. Because I wanted to be, I wanted the book to be more diverse. Mm-hmm. And so, and then we've got emojis in it. But I love the interact, interactive question. So, for example, there's a, the emotion is I'm feeling sad, and then the questions will. What happens when you feel sad or what makes you sad? Hmm. And so that opens up a lot of conversations with children.
1: Yeah. So the idea is parents can kind of use this as a jumping off point to get their own kids to open up about some of what they're feeling. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, so yeah. I, I understand you're you're incorporating some social and emotional learning strategies. What has the research shown about that kind of approach?
0: Well... I had it's wonderful. I've I've listened to a panel of experts talk about this topic topic of social and emotional learning, which is really big in schools right now, and what it does is help it helps with children's mental health. Health. It helps them build relationships. It helps them empathize with other people. It gives them a vocabulary to talk about what they're feeling because teachers and parents will tell kids, well, use your words. Don't just kick and scream and have tantrums. You know, (laughs) use your words. Well, they may not have the words. And so as adults, we want to guide them and expressing those words. And that social and emotional health, that learning how to self-regulate and articulate what kids being able to articulate what they're feeling, that is very important. In fact, the CDC says that that social and emotional learning is one of those things that helps uh, in dealing with trauma mm-hmm. in kids.
1: Yeah, so on top of those two very important things, I understand you're also, you're you're introducing some new vocabulary words in this book, sort of pushing things a little bit, so it's not just <laughs> things they already know. Um, what, well, what's the thinking on that?
0: Well, I'm a vocabulary nerd. I, I really am. <laughs> <laughs> I get so many vocabulary blogs, and I've been reading vocabulary books just for fun since I was a kid.
1: <laughs> you're that kind of kid. <laughs> From that
0: Reader's Digest, words, uh, what is the power of words, or I forgot that thing in the back of the book. But I've always loved vocabulary. So I think that's essential because (laughs) vocabulary, that's the building block of language. Mm -hmm. Even if you're learning a different language. Like right now I'm trying to learn Spanish. Well, I've got to learn the vocabulary. You're speaking English. You've got to learn the vocabulary of how to express yourself. And I heard a speaker one time talk about how powerful Vocabulary is because you can find that perfect word that you want to use to express something. Hmm. And so I love vocabulary, introducing kids to... The different words.
1: So I guess it should come as no surprise to anyone listening that somebody who uh, was geeking out about vocabulary books as, as a young True. kid, you originally <laughs> studied journalism. I feel like there's a certain sort of geekiness of about course. words that, that goes hand in hand with that. But Sarah, then, then right. you ended up <laughs> shifting. What, what got you interested in the education field instead, after you'd already studied journalism?
0: You're right. I got a degree in journalism from U of I, University of Illinois. And... Um, I I felt like, be, being a teacher, I felt like I have a, a teacher calling, but I was so silly when I was 18 years old. I said, ah, there's no adventure in teaching. There's no creativity. I wanted to, <laughs> to be a journalist and travel all over the world, but, you know, I, I really am a teacher at heart, mm-hmm. and I have done some teaching, of course, but... Um, Journalism, and and you know, and I, I meant to say this, I, I never did feel like a very strong writer either. I had a terrible case of writer's block when I was in college, and it just, oh, it scared me so much. I said, huh, maybe I oughtn't go that way.
1: <laughs> so maybe you should have listened to that call to become a teacher. You just, uh, yes. yeah, it, it sounds like you you realize this was the road not taken. But you found ways to to work with children and to do things like this. I understand you're the founder of the Metro East Liter- Literacy Project. Uh, what is am. that organization working on?
0: Well, that is a nonprofit organization that I started back in 2012, and just kind of poked around with it until Last year, I got official 501c3 status. This year, I actually formed a board of nine people, more than just my children. (laughs) (laughs) And our goal, my, my goal with that organization is to promote literacy to adults and children by providing access to books, libraries, tutoring, quality reading experiences, and I'm really concerned about, one of the issues I con, I'm concerned about is the low third grade reading levels. Mm-hmm. So whenever I have a chance I, 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 to talk about that, I do. And I'm always um, thinking about strategies along with the people that I partner with, like the St. Louis Turn the Page, St. Louis Campaign for Great Level Reading. I'm always interested in the work to help with that issue. So the, with the Metro East Literacy Project, I give out free books to adults and children. Hmm. Really, with the emphasis on adults,
1: it it sounds like um, y- you know this literacy is just such a passion for you. And I understand part of this. You have a YouTube channel. Um, this is called Literacy Yay. Journey with Linda. Is that targeted oh. at, at kids or at adults? No, this is at, this is at adults, but kids can listen because I've
0: interviewed a couple of kids. Well, maybe maybe about three kids, like. Uh, the Keys and James Williams and Mikey Wren. But I believe it's it's just so inspirational to hear people's journey, literacy journey, to talk about how is literacy important in their lives. I think we just kind of take it for granted that, oh, everybody can read or write. No, that's not true. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've got millions. I've heard of the number 43 million all the way up to 60 million Americans who are not able to read proficiently. And of course, our prison population, you know, we've got about 70% of them who are uh, not able to read proficiently. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a big issue. But um, so I, I just think this is a very in, in important issue. And I like to talk about it whenever I can course, 2020 has been. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was going to say, uh, I, I have to give you credit. You are having one of the most productive pandemics of anyone that I've interviewed. You know, I mean, you've got this project now kicking into high gear. You've got this book. I mean, you're really using your time to pursue these projects. Uh, has it in some ways been a blessing for you to, to be stuck at home?
0: Absolutely, Sarah. Absolutely. Years ago, there was this author who came to St. Louis to speak at the St. Louis Public association he spoke on creativity he said one of the keys to being creative is is that you have to get silent you have to get quiet uh, have some solitude Whew, and that's what i've had been yeah. able to have this year i've been able to go on long walks in nature around my neighborhood and just listen i call them faith walks being a woman of faith I call them faith walks so that I can listen to my creator and hear the ideas and use my notes app on my phone (laughs) (laughs) to write them down right away and, and, and get some guidance and have my steps ordered as far as what shall I do.
1: Well, Linda, it's it's been great to hear about what a productive year it's been for you and, and just this book um, finally reaching fruition after after a decade of thinking about it. Um, and I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Sarah, and thank you for the beautiful audience. I appreciate it. And if you want to check out this book or learn more about what Linda's up to, that's lindamitchellbooks.com. We'll also have that linked on our website, stlpublicradio.org. St. Louis on the Air is produced by Evie Hemphill, Laura Hampton, Emily Woodbury, and Alex Hoyer. The audio engineer is Aaron Doerr. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. That's 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Sarah Fenske.